0: So we are exploring this uh, grand text in uh, Romans 8, verses 18 to 23. And I want to read it again because uh, we need to look at this from a psychological point of view now. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed to us. For the the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God." For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. This is a marvelous passage, and as I said, we need to understand it not only uh, from a, a theological point of view uh, and not only from a spiritual point of view, but also psychologically. What I mean by that is that the world is in pain. Every human being is in one kind of pain or another, psychologically, spiritually. That pain is worsened by not understanding its origin. Once we understand where it comes from and why it's there, then a lot of our anger diminishes, a lot of our f- sense of uh, fear diminishes, and our despair what we are needing to understand is that that pain is not simply originating in some family uh, dysfunction or even in our own dysfunction, but it originates way back to the creation, to the fall after the creation. In other words, we are carrying about a vestige of the fall of Adam we need to understand that so that we can understand ourselves. There is, even in our moments of happiness and nice social relationships and security of family, there is nevertheless that feeling that we are still alone, that we are not fully connected with everybody around us that we love. That feeling becomes very disturbing when we sit alone at times and uh, when we have uh, times to pause and not busy ourselves with all the distractions of life and work. What is that uneasiness? What is that sense of being alone even among a crowd of people? It is that disconnectedness from God the Father that started After the fall of creation in Adam and Eve. Now, we are not charged with sin for that because we are in Christ and we are forgiven and God is with us and we have fellowship with him. But we can't deny and we mustn't deny that the sense of isolation and disconnectedness and aloneness that we often feel is nevertheless there in our natural humanity. We talk to God about that. We say, Father, I feel alone. I feel disconnected. I thank you, though, that I am by faith connected with you and you are with me. That even though I feel alone, I'm actually in your kingdom, the kingdom of Christ, which will be fully revealed to me physically when Jesus comes again and this body of mine puts on incorruption. But in the aloneness, dear Father, I'm not afraid because I thank you that it has no power to condemn me or separate me from you. But I understand it now, Lord. There is within me a cry for eternity. There is within me a cry for my eternal home. I'm like an orphan in a way, although I'm adopted in your family and I am a son or daughter of God. Nevertheless, I feel as though I'm an orphan, wandering around in this world. I praise you, dear God, that that fear, that feeling I have, is now identifiable. It's identifiable by the fact that I'm outside, physically, in ultimate reality, outside of the kingdom yet. By faith I'm in that kingdom, but I'm still outside of it yet, and I'm waiting for my city, I'm waiting for my home to be, to be brought back to me, to return to this earth. Read it again. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Father, I thank you that the pain within me that I have so often tried to escape from in life by my drugs or my alcohol or my pornography or my eating habits or my gambling or whatever it may be, I thank you, Father, that I don't have to escape from that pain now because I know what it is. It's an eagerness and it's a painful eagerness because it hasn't been fulfilled yet it's an eager waiting for the full revelation of my of who i am and my being in jesus christ when he returns and i have immortality for now for now i know dear god that the creation that i'm a part of has been subjected that is put under the subjection of purposelessness or futility see verse 20 for the creation was subjected to futility not willingly but because of him who subjected it in hope you see your goals your dreams you dream uh, to get married you dream to get a house and a home of your own you dream to have children or maybe in your teenage years you dream for a nice girlfriend or you dream for a new car once you get those things they don't fulfill you fully do they and you wonder why you still feel a bit empty inside well the reason is the creation has that is all creation all human beings all life has been subjected to purposelessness futility you say what's this all about i remember meeting a millionaire that was when Being a millionaire was something like being a billionaire Um, years, decades ago. And he said to me, when I got my first million, I said to myself, now what? Because it just didn't seem to fulfill. Why do our goals, long expected, uh, fought over for so long, finally achieved, disappoint us? Because creation is subjected to futility. Fulfillment does not come in this world. But why should that pain be there? Why did God let that happen? Because, you see, he did not want us to rest in a false security, because this fallen humanity is a false security. Everything in this world is a false security. There is only one true security, and it is the eternal God. It is our loving Father, Redeemer, Creator, Redeemer, and His Son, Jesus Christ. So we need to accept the futility. Father, I feel empty after having succeeded and strained after this goal of mine for so many months or years. And now I've got it, I just feel, Meh, doesn't feel all that great. Thank you, dear God, for that sense of futility because it reminds me that this earth is not my home. This earth is not the place of my final destiny. Dear God, I praise you for the emptiness, the futility that comes my way, because it enables me to, or it encourages me, to go after hope and faith, not the goals of this world. So, you see, the creation was subjected to futility not willingly, that is, not of its own wishes. We didn't want to be put under uh, the power of death, but because of him who subjected it, put it under subjection, put the creation under subjection in hope. You see, creation being subjected to death was a curse, wasn't it? But the gospel turns every curse into a blessing. In other words, God himself turns everything that is against us into our favor as we trust in him. Hope is not something like, well, I hope it'll happen one day, I'm not sure, but I wish it would. That's not the biblical idea of hope, not the New Testament gospel idea of hope, the idea of hope in the gospel is is secure expectation sure expectation I am sure it will happen and I'm looking forward to it happening you see then that we are trained by faith not to trust in the goals that this creation this fallen creation brings to us fulfills in us because those goals only end up in futility. Doesn't mean to say we shouldn't reach, doesn't mean to say we shouldn't aim for the best, but once we have it, or even while attaining to it, we say, Father, I know this isn't the ultimate fulfillment. You are my security, you are my treasure, dear God. And then verse uh, 21, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption. This whole creation groaning for deliverance. Look at what it says. Delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. And so this is what I pointed out yesterday, so uh, pointedly, that the groaning and the pain that we are going through is not a death pain anymore. It is not a pain belonging to the kingdom of Adam, which is ruled by sin and death. This pain that we are now going through belongs to the kingdom of Christ, for it is a pain of waiting to be delivered To deliver our new birth. It is a pain of pregnancy. It is the pain of knowing that we are about to bring forth eternal life. This is the glory of this. And so, you see, when you get depressed and you get down and discouraged and overwhelmed and frightened and uh, burdened with sorrow, you may think to yourself, Oh, what a death living in me is there is. I just feel like death warmed over. (laughs) My mother used to say that sometimes. Um, But the truth is, the pain within us is expectation of life. That's what we're really going through. And we need to properly identify it so that it doesn't overwhelm us. We say before the Father, Father, I feel this disappointment, I feel this depression, I feel this sorrow, but I thank you that this is not a pain unto death. This is not a pain that belongs to the kingdom of Adam. This is a pain of life. It is the expectation of eternal life. It is my, me pregnant waiting to bring forth my eternal life. Read those verses, read that verse again, for we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. So, you see, we know the truth about that pain. Now we can explain it to some of our unbelieving friends what that pain in them is really all about. Thank you for joining me today. Colin Cook here and how it happens. I really appreciate sharing these programs with you. It lifts my heart and I hope it lifts yours too. Please be sure to understand that you can listen to this broadcast any time of the day or night on your smartphone. Simply... Download a free app, Podbean.com or soundcloud.com, and key in how it happens with Colin Cook when you get there. And if you would like to make a donation to keep the broadcast on the air now in its 26th year, you can do so online by going to faithquestradio.com. That's faithquestradio.com. Thanks then. See you next time. Cheerio and God bless.